I am late, late, but kind of doubling down today for the podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is that you've decided to make Big Sky Sports Talk a part of your day. My family and I greatly appreciate it. You found the only podcast in America that is completely devoted to the coverage of the four major franchises of one major market, and that's Phoenix, Arizona, but we do things a little bit differently. We do it from Billings, Montana, Big Sky Country, uh, hence the name Big Sky Sports Talk. We also cover ASU men's basketball, ASU football, USL Championship Soccer with the Phoenix Rising, and the Mercury with the WNBA, all available to you. Uh, Tuesday uh, through Saturday and uh, usually early Tuesday um, but not today Um, not uh, not today at all was super exhausted super tired from work and the week and just uh, sleep has very been very very inconsistent not very good um, I think it started with Sunday night as I went to my sister's house and, uh, stayed over there. Still have a cough. That's the reason for the pause there. Um, but stay with my sister, you know, felt like changing things up. And then of course she's like really, really close to, to church. So, um, that's uh, just did not sleep well. Um, couch is pretty comfortable, but the blanket I had was super heavy, and it was so heavy that it was like sliding off of me. That's how heavy it was. Um, it just has so much weight to it, um, and uh, so I kept on waking up like cold with the blanket off me and what whatnot. So not the best of experiences. Maybe next time it will be a little bit better. But uh, came came home. Last night, after work, watched the the Suns game, the the second of a back-to-back, which we'll get into a little bit later, and and then had every intention of of recording the podcast as I normally do um, Monday night, so I have available to you uh, early Tuesday, and, and, and the day is still somewhat young, and so it's... 9.44 9.44 in the morning um, on on a Tuesday. Um, so kind of a, um, you know, doubling down as far as, you know, recording and releasing it the same day and then also recording tomorrow for Wednesday show tonight as well. So uh, just a, a lot going on as far as uh, Tuesday goes. But I hope you can... Um, you bear with me and, and, uh, the apology will be, um, accepted. Um, some, some good news. Uh, I don't want to, um, you know, get, uh, get my hopes up or, or any, any kind of way, but, uh, in November I, um, put in, uh, you know, I accepted, not accepted, but I filled out an application for, to become a, uh, an official, um, for, uh, uh, athletics. 
and uh, specifically starting in high school and and I, I do you know if if I can want to you know do it collegiately and maybe um, for the professional ranks as well um, but got got back to me um, this morning. Got back to me this morning, and uh, um, from uh, Dana Pappas, um, Director of Officiating Services, it says, uh, Dear David, thank you for your interest in serving as a interscholastic sports official. We've received your inquiry during the month of November through our Becoming an Official um, platform and I'm writing to follow up with you. Our office wanted to do a quick check-in to see if you have been contacted by your state association as we want to be as much assistance to you as possible in starting your officiating journey. If you have not heard from someone in your state, please e email me so that I can reach out uh, to them and make sure you are contacted. We have 51 state associations including D.C., and all states have somewhat of a different registration process, so it is important that we get in contact with you, or get in contact, um, get you in contact with the individuals, so um, the individuals who can walk you through uh, what is done in your state. Prior to responding to me, we ask that you please check your junk and spam mail to uh, see if you received a welcome email from your state. It, it as that it information sometimes ends up getting filtered in those folders serving in as an official is one of the best and most rewarding ways individuals can stay involved with uh, sports they love give back to the communities and provide opportunities for student athletes to participate in the sports they love by becoming an official you will be a special and integral part of education-based athletics and will positively impact the lives of student athletes in your community. Um, as an official, you will make you make lifelong friends. You'll have fun, and you will be physically active. And you 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 will be physically active, and you will and uh, you will enjoy the best seat in the house for every contest you officiate. You will serve as a guardian of fair play for student ath athletics and will be an, an ambassador in your community. What sport officials do is truly special, and, and we are so glad that you have taken the first step in becoming a part of the interscholastic officiating family. We hope you have, uh, we hope to have you in our ranks. Thank you once again, and have a great day. Sincerely, Dana Marie. Pappas, CCA, Director of Officiating Services in Indianapolis, Indiana. So that is the um, email, and then I emailed back, and, and then, of course, just before I started the show, got an email back from her, and uh, she said that she's going to um, email the um, State of, uh, Association and... Uh, get the ball rolling so we'll see how how that uh goes i am very interested uh to see 
how it goes and very interested in in possibly you know making it uh something of a, a career i know this podcast is not going anywhere regardless of what i do in, in in any point in time in my life and i'm also looking forward to you know as the years go by um doing the podcast from and then from an officiating standpoint um so that that will be fun um, i'm pretty excited about that and so hopefully that will move ever so quickly um as far as today's show um not a whole lot um the bulk of what it, it will be mainly because the sound that we have will be um uh sun devils win over stanford we also will have uh uh coyotes from saturday um and um coyotes from monday and then suns from sunday and uh and monday so uh yesterday um and that and that's pretty much that um and i think what i'll do is i'll do um um all of let's see how let's see all of coyotes and and then um and then all of sons and then i'll end with asu and but i'll make mention of you know which game i'm talking about from which day i think that would be the best um i thought about going chronologically as i normally do um but it's it is a lot of bouncing around it it's like like i said coyote saturday um and then sons uh sons on sunday um stanford and arizona state sunday and then coyotes again and then suns again and and i just it just so much back and forth i'll just you know kind of go all the way through it um and uh, i think it'll make more sense that way um and kind of cut down on the individuals time stamps and, and time cues um as well um oh I, and for me uh maybe not time stamps per se but um i guess uh the different segments that that i put together when you know putting the putting the podcast together before publishing it it will make it e- easier i think um as as that regard so um anyway i I hope that that makes sense more information than you probably wanted to know um but so we'll go ahead and and get started um with uh coyotes um do uh, everything coyotes and then everything suns and then like i said end uh with uh sun devil uh basketball so coyotes up next on big sky sports talk All right, back with, uh, I missed my cue there, um, but uh, a little late on it. Back with uh, some Coyotes. Sound credits for today's show. Um, uh, 
75% uh, of everything is uh, from, um, and, and not in length, but as far as, you know, multiple segments or uh, of sound, I guess, or clips of sound is uh, Bally Sports Arizona. And then uh, for everything SU is uh, normally, um, I will give them a plug anyway. Um, uh, it's uh, thesundevil.com, um, but uh, because I started putting ads in, in their videos and I have YouTube Premium, I'm just pulling this from, from their YouTube page, which um, actually really is, is the same. The same thing they put on their YouTube page they have on um, thesundevils.com. So um, so that that's sound credits for today. Um, starting off, like I said, with uh, Coyotes. Um, Coyotes, uh, from, from Saturday night, uh, they... Um, starting to wrap up this very, very long, and I've mentioned it several times, um, um, road trip. Um, they Saturday night just lost a close one, a tough one, um, against, uh, the Canucks in Vancouver. Um, it was a two to three win for Vancouver in overtime. Um, Christian Fisher got it started off uh, much like he did um, in in L.A. Um, a, a little bit later in the quarter, um, 11-22 mark with uh, O'Brien on the assist, gives the Yotes the lead, and then on a power play, the Canucks 16-49 mark, um, tie it up, 1-1. Uh, second period, um, Jacob Chikrin on a power play with uh, Shane Gossis Bear, um, 152 early in the uh, second period, and that would be all that was score for both teams, two to one, in favor of the Yotes. And then, unfortunately, two un- unanswered goals, 11:48 uh, before the end of the period um, for the Canucks, and then in the overtime, 4:09 in. Um, off of a power play, uh, and Canucks would win it two to three. Um, Yotes twenty three shots on goal, and Canucks thirty two. Faceoffs won twenty four and thirty five for the Canucks. That's fifty nine point three percent for the Canucks and forty point seven faceoff winning percentage for the Yotes. Power play opportunities. Um, Yotes had three of them. And uh, converted on one. Canucks had eight. so uh, And only converted on two. Penalty kill um, is still a very, very solid strength for um, the Coyotes. And a lot of it is um, their, uh, the play of the goalkeeper and usually um, Vimelka. So uh, just... That's fantastic. Only 25% uh, for the Canucks, 33.3 for the Yotes. Penalties, they had eight of them. The the Yotes did for 16 minutes. Um, Canucks had three for six minutes. 20 block shots for the uh, Yotes. Uh, Canucks had seven. Uh, two takeaways, 
and and five for the Canucks, and three giveaways for the Oats, and five for the Canucks. Um, here is um, Valley Sports Arizona with the the game um, post game report recap. Started out a lot like the game the other night in Los Angeles. Yeah, no, that's for certain. And uh, the Coyotes are all over it. And Christian Fisher, who else, gets the first goal of the game once again on the exact same move. And he goes five hole on Martin. No chance for the goaltender on this one. Beautiful pass right there by Valamaki. And Christian Fisher, goal number four, now five on the season for him. And then it was the power play for the Vancouver Canucks, Maddie, that found the back of the net as well. Pedersen throws it at the net. It's Bo Horvat, his first of two on the night, and that finds the five hole on Gramalka. Yeah, so 1-1 after Horvat getting his 18th. That's how the period ended. Coyotes would score on the power play in the second. Yeah, they want uh, a power play tally as well, and Gossespierre feeds Chikrin, and he feeds the back of the net, and Jacob Chicken, he has got one heck of a shot, as you can see there. No chance on the play for Martin. Yeah, and then this uh, late in the period. Oh, yeah, the disallowed goal. Yeah. And they weren't done there. It was that one. And then this one right here, J.J. Moser goes crashing into the net. And too much time had passed by before that puck finally crossed the goal line. No goal on that one. So the Coyotes catch not one, but two breaks. Yeah, and then we go to the third. Everything's fine. 2-1 Coyotes, and then Brock Besser. Yeah, broken play there. Stetcher puts that right onto the stick of Brock Besser as he's trying to defend right there. And Besser, all in one motion, just sweeps that puck into the upper part of the net. And then in overtime, it was Bo Horvat again, number 19. Yeah, again, the power play comes to play for the Vancouver Canucks. Beautiful pass there by Miller to Hughes, and there's Bo Horvat, the captain of this Canucks team, scoring the big goal and the eventual game winner. Final numbers tonight in Vancouver as the Canucks win it in overtime. Yeah, tough one uh, for, for the Yotes. Um, against the Canucks winning in overtime. Uh, but we jump over to, uh, to Monday. And um, Yotes uh, would stay in uh, Canada and, and uh, um, a tough loss again. They're in a lot of these games, a 2-3 to three win uh, for uh, the Calgary Flames. Um, and... Uh, Starting off in the first period, um, it was all uh, the Flames, uh, all Calgary in uh, the first period, 14-13, um, one to nothing for Calgary, and then uh, just before the end of the quarter, 17-01 mark off of a power play, two to nothing um, at that point. Um, second period, we roll in, uh, 13-53, Shane Gostas Bear. With uh, Michelli on the assist, uh, one to two, um, Calgary still up. Third period, five fifty. Uh, Jacob Chickering with uh, Clayton Keller on the assist ties it up two two, and then um, the last uh, goal scored um, after two unanswered uh, for the Yotes, fifteen forty two on a power play, uh, Calgary. 
uh, gets their last goal two to three and they would win it um we also uh had um 20 shots on goal uh for the yotes um and 27 for uh calgary um faceoffs won 27 for the yotes 30 for the flames 52.6 percent for the flames and 47.4% win percentage for the Coyotes. Power play opportunities, Yotes had two of them, unfortunately could not convert. And um, Calgary, they had three of them and converted on two, as uh, as you heard me mention, um, uh, two of their three goals. 66.7% uh, for them. Uh, penalties three minutes for six uh, or three penalties for six minutes for the Coyotes, uh, the Flames they had two uh, penalties for uh, four minutes, um, block shots sixteen and uh, nine for the Flames, takeaways four for the Coyotes seven for the Flames, giveaways thirteen for the Coyotes and sixteen for. The Flames, once again, Bally Sports um, with the post game on the 3-2 to two, uh, victory for the Flames. Another, like I said, uh, tough one here is the uh, recap. Shooting Calgary, but then Calgary got it in check, and Dylan Dubé started it off. No, they certainly did. It was 7-1 to one at one point for shots for the Coyotes, and this opportunity changed it all. Completely flipped the game. Dubé with the redirection in front after an innocent Tanev shot. And then here was the power play. This was completely lucky. The fan on the play by Kadri right over to Lindholm, and he buries it for his ninth of the season. And that made it 2 to nothing. And then the Coyotes, they came back with a little life of their own. Michelli off a face-off win by Bukestad. Innocent shot to the front of the net. The screen in front. And all of a sudden, the Coyotes have life, Matt. Now, they certainly did. And you know, Shane Gostisberg getting his fifth. A seeing-eye shot. So it was 2-1 through 40 minutes. And then the Coyotes and Jacob Chikrin. Yeah, beautiful play here. This this was all about Clayton Keller just biding time, allowing Chikrin to get open. And Chikrin wants it, he gets it. Great anticipation offensively by Jacob Chikrin. And how about the finish? He gets a big, big goal, and that made it 2-2. Yeah, third of the season for Chikrin, 550 of the third, and then the game winner. Yeah, unfortunately, Chikrin to the penalty box, and beautiful setup play by, as you mentioned, the big guns. Huberto down low to Foley. The Foley to Kadri, and Kadri to the back of the net, and nothing that Pamelka could do on that play. That is just beautiful execution by the Flames power play. Yep, unfortunately, uh, the, the uh, loss there. Um, and, uh, to finally end the road trip, staying in Canada once more, um, and that will be, uh, tomorrow, um, against the, uh, against the flame, or no flames, against the, uh, against Edmonton, uh, the Oilers, um, so finally wrapping up that road trip. Um, and, uh, thankfully it's not a, you know, a big travel road trip, at least here at the end, 
all uh, Canadian teams. Excuse me. Um, so that wraps up everything Coyotes. Uh, after the break, we'll go ahead and get into the Suns. That's up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. All right, back with some Suns, and like I said, doing everything all at once. Uh, Suns uh, on the road, the Texas two-step road trip. Um, if you want to count Houston, that's uh, three games against uh, Texas-based teams, but uh, two of them on the road, and uh, these two back-to-backs uh, against uh, San Antonio and um, Dallas. Um so first game of a back-to-back, uh, very, very favorably uh, for the Suns as they win it 133-95. to um, They were at, at, at ahead by as much as 40, I was going to say 44 points. Um, and I'll get into the exact uh, number um, in just a little bit, but um, a big game. Uh, for just about everybody on the team, DeAndre Ayton, he led his team in scoring 25 points, 10 of 14 from the field, 4 of 5 at the line. Um, Keldon Johnson, 27 points, 11 of 23 um, from the field, and 4 of 6 at the line. Uh, Josh Kogi got a lot of meaningful minutes. He led his team in rebounds, 11 rebounds, 6 defensive, and 5 offensive. Um, Charles... Base early, seven rebounds and uh, uh, three defensive, four offensive. Devin Booker, eight assists, two turnovers in 28 minutes. Uh, Zach Collins, uh, five assists, three turnovers in 17 minutes. Um, Suns uh, had uh, started Dario Saric. Uh, he played 21 minutes, uh, six of eight from the field, four of five uh from uh, deep, uh, three rebounds, two assists, and 17 points. Mikel Bridges, 26 minutes, 11 of 17 from the field, 6 of 7 from deep, four rebounds, three assists, and 20 points. Eight and 25 minutes, 10 of 14 from the field, one of one from deep, um, 10 rebounds, three assists, 25 points. Cameron Payne, 25 minutes, two of eight from the field, one of four from deep, two rebounds, six assists, only five points. Booker, 28 minutes, 7 of 16 from the field, 1 of 3 from deep, um, 8 assists, and 20 points. Um, bench got a lot of, like I said, a lot of uh, minutes for the bench. Ish Wainwright, 28 minutes, um, 8 points. Josh Kogi, 26 minutes, 9 points. Bismack, 6 minutes, 2 points. Jock Landau, 14 minutes, 12 points. Um, Dwayne Washington had three minutes. He didn't score. Damian Lee, 24 minutes, five points. And Landry Shamit, 14 minutes, 10 points. Um, so two guys off the bench, double figure scoring and everybody, but Cameron Payne for the starters, um, and double, double figure scoring San Antonio, uh, Collins, 17 minutes, one of seven from the field over three from deep, six rebounds, five assists and four points. Um, 
Bates Diop, uh, 31 minutes, 5 of 6 from the field, 2 of 2 from deep, 3 rebounds, 12 points. Uh, Kelton Johnson, uh, 33 minutes, 11 of 23 from the field, 1 of 5 from deep, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 27 points. Jones, 29 minutes, 5 of 11 from the field, 0 of 3 from deep, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, 10 points. And uh, Vassell, or Vassell actually, um, 31 minutes, 5 of 12 from the field, 2 of 6 from deep. Five rebounds, four assists, and 14 points. Um, and then uh, a couple guys and some very, very low digits. The biggest scorey, uh, score from the bench for uh, San Antonio was uh, Branham um, with eight. But uh, a couple guys uh, with uh, three guys with five, a couple guys with two, um, and Langford uh, with uh, three. For San Antonio, it was a game in which uh, San Antonio, uh, I think they scored the first bucket, but they, that's uh, uh, actually no, I was I was wrong. They scored, uh, they uh, scored the first uh, couple of buckets. They were up seven to four, and in, uh, in the first couple of minutes, but it 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 wasn't. Um, uh, Long at, after that, the Suns would go ahead and, and win. And I was right. Largest lead of the game for the Suns, 44. Largest lead of the game for the Spurs was uh, 7. It was a 7-0 run, and then uh, Suns would go ahead and get two buckets, make it 7-4, and then they would go ahead and, and uh, take it from there. Suns, 49 of 94, 52.1% from the field. 19 of 37, 51.4% from three-point land. Um, 6 of 20, 80% at the charity stripe. Spurs, they were 38 of 87, 43.7% at uh, from the field. 6 of 31, 19.4% uh, from deep, and 13 of 18, 72.2% at the line. Uh, Suns at rebounded uh, 45 to 40 with 14 offensive boards and 31 defensive um, Spurs with 12 and 28, um, out assisted the Spurs 38 to 19. Um, both teams had five steals and, uh, three blocks for the Spurs. Uh, Suns had zero, 11 turnovers for the Suns, uh, giving up nine points and, um, Spurs had 19 giving, giving up 19 points. So a point a minute for them. 12 fast break points for the Spurs, only 7 for the Suns. 56 points in the paint for the Spurs, 54 for the Suns. Um, 18 fouls for the Suns and one technical foul. And I believe that was on DeAndre Ayton, if I remember correctly. Uh, um, he thought he should have been fouled, and uh, he was. Uh, they didn't call it. Um, and then 24 fouls for the Spurs. Um and I already mentioned the largest lead, 44 for the Suns, 7 for the Spurs. Um, that was the first game of a back-to-back -back, um, on uh, Sunday night here um, with the uh, recap from Bally Sports. Here is uh, Tim Ring and uh, Tom Chambers. 
It's also a product of sharing the ball, moving the ball, and playing unselfish basketball. And the Suns had 37 assists today. That's a season high. And, and when you do that, you get open looks. And they're a whole lot easier to knock down when you get open looks. The extra pass is yes. something coaches have preached forever. Your first shot might be open, but if you move it one more time, it's going to be even more open. And it's an unselfish maneuver that I think really infiltrates the mindset of your basketball club. And that's what happened here in this ball game. Just the unselfish nature of this team was on display. Um, not much Tom Chambers there. I think he just kind of echoed something that uh, uh, Ringer had said and just a, a quiet yes there. And that was uh, Eddie Johnson uh, who called the game um, with uh, Tom Leander. Um, being that it was a Sunday game um, is uh, normally um, Kevin Ray, but he, he calls radio broadcasts. Uh, he works also for um, the Dallas Cowboys, um, my mom's team. So, boo, Cowboys. I don't like the Cowboys, but I do like Kevin Ray. Um, so he was, he was on assignment, and that's what he was doing. Um, but anyway, um, unfortunately... Um, it didn't go the Suns' way uh, for last night. Go ahead and, and uh, swap over uh, to last night's game, uh, the second game of a back-to-back, -back, and it showed. Um, 111 to 130. And, uh, uh, you know, that final score, um, you know, the fact that Suns even had uh, 111 was somewhat surprising to me. Um, and the... Mavericks could have had so much more than 130. It was just not very good for the Suns at all. Luka torched them with 33 points, 12 of 20 from the field, 5 of 7 at the line. Aiton led the team in scoring again, 20 points, 9 of 11 from the field, and 2 of uh, 4 from deep. The offense was strictly through DeAndre Aiton. When he wasn't out there, they weren't scoring. That's just basically how it went down. Uh, credit to him, though, uh, on that. You know, that's great, but the other guys did not step up at all. Uh, Aiton, again, eight rebounds, seven defensive, one offensive. Christian Wood, nine rebounds, six defensive, and three offensive. Cameron Payne, 10 assists, one turnover, 34 minutes. Luca, eight assists, three turnovers in 29 minutes. Um... Ish Wainwright uh, gets gets the start um, with um, uh, Tory Craig out with a uh, groin, so that's Cameron Payne out with the uh, um, the uh, ankle, uh, the foot, uh, ankle or foot, I can't remember which, um, the heel with um, Chris Paul. And so now Tory Craig out with a groin. So um, Tory Craig has been starting a lot of late uh, for um, Cameron Johnson. So you say two and a half starters out for the Suns in this game. So Ish Wainwright, 14 minutes, two of five from the field, two, um, two of five from deep. And so that was all his shots were from deep. Three rebounds, one assist, only six points. McHale Bridges, 30 minutes, 4 of 11 from the field, 2 of 6 from deep, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, 13 points. DeAndre Ayton, 27 minutes, 9 of 14 from the field, 8 rebounds, 1 assist, uh, 
and uh, 20 points. Cameron Payne, 34 minutes, 4 of 16 from the field, 2 of 9 from um, deep, 6 rebounds, 10 assists, 14 points. Devin Booker, 30 minutes, 4 of 13, just did not get it going at all. Um, 1 of 2 from deep, 2 rebounds, 5 assists, only 11 points for Booker. Um, Darius Arich, 16 minutes, 3 points. Uh, Josh Okoge, a lot more, a lot of minutes this time. Uh, again, 28 minutes, uh, 12. Uh, Bismack, 15 minutes, 6. Jock Lendell had 6 minutes and he didn't score, though. Damian Lee, 23 minutes, 13. Landry Shamit, 19 minutes and 13. Three guys from the bench uh, in double figures and um, all but Ish Wainwright for the Suns. Uh, star, all four starters in double figures as well. Normally, with um, seven guys... Um, four from the starters and three from the bench, that would be a Suns win. Normally 111 points would be um, a win, but Dallas was just absolutely um, on on another level, on fire, um, mainly from, from, well, from everywhere, from but from deep as well. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, 23 minutes, one of three from the field, one of three from uh, deep, two rebounds, uh, only three points. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., 23 minutes, 6 of 12 from the field, 5 of 9 from deep, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 17 points. Uh, Dwight Powell, 17 minutes, 0 of 1 from the field, 6 rebounds, and uh, 2 points. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie, 28 minutes, 5 of 15 from the field, 5 of 8 from deep, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 21 points. Luka Doncic, uh, 29 minutes, 12 of 20 from the field, 4 of 9 from deep, um, 6 rebounds, 8 assists, 33 points. Uh, Maxi Kleba, 25 minutes, 8 points. Uh, Bertans, tw- 2 minutes, uh, he didn't score. Uh, Bullock, uh, 25 minutes, he didn't score. Christian Wood, 27 minutes, he had 18. Um, uh, Frank Nakina, uh 5 uh minutes he had two uh uh green had 31 minutes he had 16 um and uh hardy had uh two minutes and 10 um he was four or five my goodness um and that was in in garbage time i uh, didn't realize he scored that much uh, Suns, they were 40 of 91, um, 44% on the nose. They had 51, um, percent or 52, uh, percent, uh, for, for against the Spurs and 51 from, from deep, uh, alone. Um, but this time only 13 of 37, that's 35.1% from deep, um, 18 of 26 at the line, 69.2%. Um, but the Mavericks, however, they're 44 of 84 um, from the field. Uh, that's 52.4%. 20 of 41, 48.8% from deep. 22 of 26, 84.6. So just higher percentages all the way around. 52, 48, and 84 against the Suns, 44, 35, and 69. Um, both teams had 41 rebounds. Suns had 13 offensive and 28 defensive. Um, and the uh, 
Um, Mavericks had 10 offensive and 31 defensive. More assists for the Suns, 28 to 23, um, but more steals for uh, the Mavericks, 7 to 5, and more blocks, 6 to 5. Uh, both teams had 13 turnovers. Uh, unfortunately, Suns surrendered more points off their turnovers with 20 and uh, only 15 surrendered for the Mavericks. Um, fast break points, 13 uh, for the Mavericks, 6 for the Suns. Uh, points in the paint, 48 for the Suns, 42 for the Mavericks, 16 fouls only for the Suns, uh, including one technical. And uh, I think this one again was DeAndre Aiden. Uh, or maybe I can't remember what last one was, but I, I, I'm pretty certain this one was from DeAndre Ayton because he was very frustrated with a, a foul call that wasn't called. Um, and maybe both nights. I, ju I just can't remember for sure. But anyway, nonetheless, they had a technical. Their largest lead was two. They scored the first buckets and didn't lead at all after that. Um, 23 fouls for um, the Mavericks and... Uh, um, Mavericks led as much as 27, and they led by that, like what seemed like the whole game. I was just constantly watching the game, and it, you know, they got it up to 20. Um, they had it at 22, 24 a couple of times. Of course, the largest lead was 27, but um, every time the Suns would score, they'd get a couple threes or a couple buckets, and they drop it down to 19. The lowest they got it down that, that I remember specifically was within 16. Um, and I thought for sure that that, that was going to be the run. And it was in the third quarter where they're usually really good. Um, but it it didn't happen at all. Mavericks, you know, they, they it's like they, all right, they're, they're getting it down. We got to get it back up to 20 again or 20 or more. And, and sure enough, they did. But here is um, Tom Leander and Tom Chambers with the uh, post-game report, um, Valley Sports, Arizona. Headliner going into this was definitely Booker taking on Luka Doncic. First team teammates, first team all NBA for both of them. But it was uh, Luka really coming out early. Devin Booker just struggled from the get-go. Luka, 33 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds in only 29 minutes. And he also had a little bit of a, a bloody face in the second half. We showed you Booker with the, uh, the ankle roll. But there was a lot of hype building up into this one. It's just amazing what Luka can do in slow motion. I mean, literally in slow motion. And he loves shooting over big people. As I've mentioned, he just sights in right over. He gets a little extra elevation on that jumper or setter or whatever you want to call it, and it goes in. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, this is, uh, what did K-Ray call it, friendly fire? Mm -hmm. <laughs> His own guy got him. Yeah, and, of course, Luca gets up. I want to review. Well, oh, yeah. You want to review your team? Luca wants to review every every play. He, 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 oh, yeah. that did not look pretty. Yeah, I can't it, stand looking yeah, at those. It's, it's not good, but, yeah, this guy, it... It gave way, but uh, not enough. Thank goodness Book's okay. Yeah, thank goodness Book was okay. He did roll his ankle. He kind of stepped on the foot of, uh, was it Luca Or had stepped on uh, one, an opposing, uh, one of the opposing team's uh, foot. Um, just kind of, it wasn't like a sprain. Just kind of rolled it a little bit. He was able to walk it off and moved on it great. We'll see how he does um, Wednesday, uh, which is uh, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow night um, and uh, at home against uh, Boston. Uh, number one team, the number one record, uh, Boston Celtics. Um, so that's what's in store for them. So we'll see how he does. Hopefully 
Um, Tory Craig's not out with a groin. I, I know that's not why they why they lost per se. Um, it just they just did not have it. You know, almost from the jump, as I said, their largest lead was two points, and it was that that you know those two points um, early, and then that was that was it. Um, but next up, um, getting into um, some Arizona State, and it's exciting basketball that they are playing, and they're playing really well right now. Um, that's up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. All right, final segment uh, of the show. Uh, Suns or Suns, uh, Arizona State Sun Devil basketball. Um, uh, flipping it back over to uh, Sunday. Uh, they played uh, Stanford, and they are now two and zero in conference play, um, and eight and one on the season as a whole. Uh, they won uh, seven in a row. Uh, a very, very hot Arizona State uh, team. Um, Sixty-eight to sixty-four was was the uh, was the final um, for uh, Stanford. They are now three and six. Uh, Spencer Jones for Stanford: thirteen uh, points, three of thirteen from the field, six of seven um, at the line. Desmond Cambridge, uh, 19 points, uh, 6 of 12 from the field, 5 of 6 at the line. Uh, Spencer Jones, 6 re- uh, six rebounds, all of them offensive. Uh, Warren Washington, 10 rebounds, 7 defensive, and 3 offensive. And then Harrison Ingram for Stanford, 5 assists, 3 turnovers, 29 minutes. Frankie Collins, 5 assists, uh, unfortunately 5 turnovers in 28 minutes. Uh, for Stanford, um, uh, Renewed, um, sure I'm butchering it, 19 minutes, 5 of uh, 7 from the field, 0 of 2 from deep, 5 rebounds, 10 points. Uh, Jones, 27 minutes, 3 of 13 from the field, 1 of 6 uh, from deep, 6 rebounds, and uh, 13 points. Um, Angel, 17 Minutes o of uh over from the field, and he only uh added some uh five rebounds and four assists to his um his stats uh, as he did not score. Ingram twenty nine minutes five of fourteen at the uh from the field o of three from deep five rebounds, uh five assists twelve points, and then O'Connell. Uh, 29 minutes, two of eight from the field, one of three from deep, one rebound, three assists, seven points, um, and a couple of guys in some single digits, but, uh, um, it would be, uh, Michael Jones off the bench, 25 minutes, four of 10 from the field, two of six from deep, three rebounds and one assist, 12 points, um, for his, uh, uh, for Stanford. Uh, Arizona State, Warren Washington, 31 minutes, 3 of 4 from uh, deep, uh, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, and 7 points. Uh, Devin Cambridge, 29 minutes, 5 of 7 from the field, 0 of 2 from deep, um, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 12 points. 
Frankie Collins, 28 minutes, 5 of 11 from the field, 1 of 4 from deep, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, and uh, 11 points. DJ Horn, 28 minutes, 2 of 8 from the field, 0 of 2 from deep, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, 7 points. And Desmond Cambridge, um, 23 minutes, 6 of 12 from the field, 2 of 7 from deep, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 19 points. Um... And a couple guys in single digits. Uh, uh, Neil, 22 minutes, 7 points. Um, uh, Bokeh, uh, 20, or no, um, he had 2 minutes, he didn't score. Gaffney, 7 minutes, didn't score. Uh, Brennan, 7 minutes, didn't score. Um, Nunez, 11 minutes, 2 points. And uh, Luther Muhammad, 12 minutes, 3 points. Uh, ASU. Uh, Stanford, uh, ASU and Stanford uh, from a team aspect, uh, 25 minutes, or 25 minutes, 25 of 57 was ASU. That's 43.9% from the field. Uh, Only 4 of 23 from deep, uh, 17.4% there. And uh, 14 of 20 at the charity stripe, 70% uh, is that. Stanford, they were 23 of 64 from the field, 35.9%. And 6 of 27, so not much better. Um, 22.2 from deep. Uh, 12 of 14, only missed two shots. 85.7% at the line for them. Uh, uh, Sun Devils did out-rebound 43 to uh, 37 with uh, 11 offensive boards and 30 defensive boards. Stanford had 13 offensive and uh, 24 defensive. Uh, Stanford had more assists, uh, 16 to 15. Um, but, uh, Sun Devils had 11 steals, 11 to 10, uh, and, uh, Stanford had more blocks, six to four, uh, fewer turnovers for, um, um, ASU, no, fewer turnovers for Stanford, excuse me, 15, uh, ASU had seven, um, and, but fewer fouls for ASU, 16, 19 for Stanford, Largest lead for Stanford was two. Largest lead for ASU was uh, 13. And uh, that lead for Stanford was at the beginning of the game. They didn't lead at all um, for the uh, for the rest. Um, with a little bit of a recap, uh, just kind of how the game went, um, here is uh, from the ASU uh um, YouTube page, uh, courtesy of ESPN2, just kind of like a, um, I don't know, like a breakdown of the game, I guess, uh, a, um, uh, a recap, I guess. So, and then we'll go ahead and, and, uh, get into some Bobby Hurley sound. Great job of attacking the board defensively. Putting a body on people, not giving up offensive rebounds. Devin Cambridge behind the defense with the spike. They're going with five out. They do not have a big posting up. They're trying to make perimeter defenders out of all Arizona State players. The pull up, Desmond Cambridge Jr. Again, Silva making no play on the ball. That's why the flagrant one was issued. The lob and the finish. Warren Washington. Missing at the rim, Frankie Collins. Stanford has numbers if they can get it to the open shooter. And Renault on the drive. 
Talk about this Stanford team being a team of shooters. There's another turnover. They've got a two-on-one, the seven-footer. Five on the shot clock. Harrison Ingram ripped it right away from Neal. Goes in, counted, and one. Harrison Ingram the stealing bucket. With the four fouls. Fade away, and the stroke from Desmond Cambridge Jr. The first Sun Devil in double digits with 11. He did start out in Ivy League school. James Keith, the slam. Once again, the Cardinal taking a page out of the book. Obviously the same as they played in the first half. They're confident, making plays on the defensive end. Rattles in, that was a tough shot because it seemed Desmond Cambridge's rhythm was broken. Worked around a little more. Rattles out for Jones, but Brandon Angel hustling. Finds a cutting, Spencer Jones, and one. Brandon Angel. Here's Michael Jones, spots up, and a three. We have a one-point game. Turning the corner, DJ Horn drops it off. Warren Washington. That's the recipe for the Sun Devils. For the Sun Devils, it's about shot quality right now. You don't want to give Stanford any easy opportunities. Run some time, get a high percentage look. The land, Frankie Collins, puts ASU up six. Already committed to the defensive possession. Five to shoot. Collins for three. Harrison Ingram to the basket, and he lays it in, and with three seconds to go, it's a four-point game. With the double-stacked receivers. Got somebody on the fly route. And Muhammad, Stanford will not foul, ball game. Six straight wins for Bobby Hurley. And Arizona State is the Sun Devils. Get all they can handle from Stanford as the Cardinals come roaring back before ASU holds them on. So there you have it. I, th I think I said seven straight, six straight. Um, but I mean, it. Hopefully, it will be a uh, seven straight when they uh, face um, uh, SMU um, next. Uh, but uh, here is uh, Bobby Hurley, and might I say, everything is without um, without Marvin Bagley. Um, he has uh, been suspended from the team. Um, you know, uh, by 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 the team themselves, as I said, um, I'm don't really know a whole lot. I guess just some conduct stuff. Um, but from what I understand, is is he's just like, you know, frustrated with uh, maybe his minutes or maybe his his usage or, you know, uh, thinks he should be the star of the show. Um, I don't I don't know what but um you know I'm, it's just kind of showing him that hey this Sun Devil team you know you think you're all that in a bag of chips they're winning without you man um and uh you know if he decided to humble himself and and come back and and earn a spot he'd probably coming off the bench a little bit um until he earned a a starting role um he very well could um but I, right now, he's receiving some bad advice by, you know, basically stepping away from the team, getting himself suspended um, for for all that, and uh, and hurting his his stock. Um, and so, 
Um, you know, if he, I, I mean, he is a fantastic player. You know, when when he's right and when he's on, and uh, you know, it's it's good stuff. But, um, you know, they're winning without him. I they would, I'm sure, when it comes, um, you know, uh, um. What am I looking for? Tournament time. Um, he definitely could be of some use. And like I said, if he humbled himself and decided to come back now, he you know he he'd be in some good uh, basketball shape and and you know probably playing really good and could actually help the Sun Devils. But they're winning without him, so you know don't uh, you make of that with 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 what you will. But here is um, um, Bobby Hurley. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, kind of grinded that game out. It was, uh, you know, we knew uh, Stanford coming in off the loss uh, to UCLA, and, you know, you, you kind of don't want to go 0-2 the first two games in lead play, so I knew they would, uh, you know, they would play really hard, which they did. Um, my main issues, if, if you're upset about it, you know, a game you won in lead play, which you really shouldn't, um, is, is the turnovers. We had two little patches. Uh, you know, in the first half, we, we kind of lost our way and, and we had some poor turnovers. In the second half, we uh, um, we just, you know, we weren't working to get open. We were, you know, they were stealing and laying it in. So, you know, we were kind of giving away points on, from our offense. So putting, you know, more pressure on you. So our defense was actually a lot better than the numbers even say because, you know, the offense, unfortunately, uh, you know, didn't play well at times. But uh, I liked, again, how it's, it's sometimes you could lose a lead and, and uh, and then more enormous game pressure, and then you you can never recover. But you know the guys uh, did and, and made made some good plays out there to close it out. Even victories, you had issues on the board, but uh, today was you know an exception. Uh, what was the uh, better effort on the boards in your opinion? I mean, it's it's hard to really put your finger on I me. Mean, I thought Warren was great, you know, with, with rebounding, and um, you know we we our plan was to try and speed them up, make them uncomfortable. Um, make them shoot a fraction of a second quicker than they want to shoot. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm pleased that we only gave up 13 offensive rebounds. I mean, that's good, you know, when you're looking at one of the tallest teams in the country. Yeah. You're 8-1 for the first time since 2018-19, 2-0 in the Pac-12 for the first time <coughs> since you've been in the ASU. So how does it kind of feel? Like, what's your, the calibration of where you're at right now? I. I Never was, uh, and I don't want to say like I thought we had it the whole way along, but like I never was feeling panicked over there, or I, I just kind of I have a feeling that we have a group that really knows how to win, and have, have proven that they can make winning plays, and so even as things were looking dicey at times, it's still uh, you know uh, I, I trusted that, that you know we would we would find a way, but I feel good. I mean, I, you know, we should feel you know really good. Um, the, not only our Pac-12 record, our overall record, and just what we've done so far, but you know we got to move on after this. You talked in the past too, obviously about defense and kind of the wings, and even in this game, I mean there was some shot clock. They had some shot clock violations, shooting rush shots late in the shot clock. But how do you feel that? I mean, from this group where they started defensively, that they're receiving your message and responding to that in general. Yeah, I thought the again the the, the pressure was was great tonight. The um, the intensity of how we guarded them was was good. Um, don't have any issues with our defense. It's it's what you know it's our bread and butter, and and you know we got to play with that type of energy. And uh, you know we knew on film that the Stanford had shown that they 
you know, if you could speed them up a little bit and pressure them, that, that you know, they, they could turn it over and uh, or shoot tough shots. So that was, we didn't want them to be able to, to run their half-court offense and use their sides around the basket. So I thought, you know, our defense uh, kind of followed, you know, the game plan we put in place. It seems like... Kind of a cool that uh, he would, uh, you know, mention that. Um, and he said earlier, our game plan was to speed them up where you find out what their game, you know, why it was their game plan because they saw it on film that if you can speed them up, you know, make them want to shoot it a little bit sooner than they normally would, that they would have a chance and, 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 uh, and win and, and, and it worked. It worked like a charm, excuse me. Um, and so, uh, you know, great stuff there, you know, seeing something on film and, and executing that, that's, uh, that's huge. Um, and, uh, and, and what it's all about, and yeah, almost kind of, you know, unfortunately for Stanford kind of puts the, uh, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I guess, you know, puts, puts the book out on Stanford. Hey, you know, for everybody, if you can, if you find a way to speed them up, you might could take down the Stanford team, um, and and get yourself a win, uh, and uh, unless they they can learn to adjust, uh, that that couldn't could be bad news bears for Stanford. This group has an exceptional ability to get in the passing lanes and get deflections, clean strips. What separates this team now from previous teams? Is it more personnel mentality? I've touched on our, our depth, and, and again, when you could keep fresh bodies on the court, I think we had one guy that played over 30 minutes, and so you get you're getting guys out there that are able to sustain a few minutes of high level, high energy, and then you bring someone else in that's willing to do the same thing, then then you're going to have a consistent effort, and uh, you know I think that's it. And I look throughout the summer and, and even in the fall, and we're trying to run offense like. I see Des Cambridge jumping passing lanes, and I was getting mad because, like, you know, we're trying to run and execute, and he's like blowing everything up. So, like, it was happening to me all summer as I was trying to run plays, and, and, and fortunately for us, he's now doing it to other people. You mentioned Des, and I feel like he stepped up whenever you guys need him most. How does it feel to have a guy that comes up clutch all, that, all, all the time? Yeah, I mean, he's played a lot of college basketball. He's he's got a lot of confidence, um, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a guy that we could really, uh, that we trust out there to, to make big shots and, and big plays. I know it's hard to compare, but if you look at the like um, analytics, you're right there at the top of the country in a lot of categories. So how does it feel about this team's defensive capability versus others that you've coached? You just, again, you have um, confidence no matter where you go, that if you're consistently doing it, that you're going to have a chance to win. and. I mean, there's there's a bunch of numbers on this stat sheet that you know you would say, wow, we did this. You know, how how did we win? You know, we shot four for twenty three from three. We had seventeen turnovers and 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 we got a victory. So I think it's again, it shows the the value of how hard we're play, you know playing that end of the floor and just the athleticism and and the, and the length and getting deflections and challenging shots and um, so it's uh, it's at a pretty high level right now. It wouldn't, it wouldn't seem like you've had a team in your tenure that's played this hard literally on every possession, and even going back to the one possession where there are three guys on the ground and you force the ball off of them. So it just seems like on a consistent basis every play. Yeah, I think the play of the game for me was Warren Washington diving on the floor out by half court. I mean, if I could quickly, and there's 
I don't know, it feels like so many things just happened over the last two hours, but that's one that, that, that stands out. It shows um, a level of desperation that we're playing with, you know, at that end of the floor. And I think the other thing is we're not like allowing some, some poor plays on offense to, to like leak into our defense and, and contaminate our defense. It's still, you know, we're, we're trying to get stops, you know, and, uh, and, and that's tough sometimes when, when you have some turnovers and you're missing shots and you're having a hard time scoring and to keep going to the well at the other end of the floor. And, and we've been doing that despite, you know, some poor play on offense at times. We've spoken in the past about players being bought in. What is that extra effort and diving on the floor? Can I tell you about this group and how bought in they are? It's as connected a group as I've had, and just uh, you know they're they're you know, playing together, play for each other. I mean, we had the turnovers, but we had you know 15 assists, I think, so that the offensive end were still you know willing passers and sharing the ball. Uh, wasn't the cleanest game, but they you know they're uh, they're competing at a very high level, competing very hard together. Is there any Coast update from your Is there any update from your perspective on where things stand with Marcus? Um, at, the, at this point, um, Marcus has uh, stepped away, and, and uh, we're going to support him. And, um, and at the moment, that's that's all I'm going to say about. It. Thank you. So there you have it about Marcus. Um, you know, like I said, stepped away, and uh, in my opinion, taking uh, some uh, bad advice. Um, and uh, but you know, ASU is winning without him. And they got their their next game um, also tomorrow. Um, so all three uh, teams that uh, I'm currently uh, talking about and covering on a uh, daily basis is all tomorrow. Um, and uh, so uh, I won't I won't be able to catch any of them. Uh, I'll, I'll probably catch the tail end of the uh, Celtics game, Celtics and Suns game. And of course, I'll watch it from the beginning. I might. Uh, I might just ha- you know watch all of the, that on record. Um, won't be able to catch uh, uh, Yotes because it's on ESPN Plus. I have ESPN Plus, but um, I haven't found where you can you know watch the game over. And if you can, I've been missing out on a lot of games, and I probably should start doing that. But I haven't found that you can. But um, uh, ASU's, like I said, next game is against SMU. Uh, it's on the road, and it's on ESPNU. So I, I know I that game um, will uh, I'll be able to, you know, have that recorded, and I can do that. And then of course, uh, um, Suns on uh, uh, ESPN at 8 p.m. Uh, tomorrow as well. So that will be recorded. But it, I just need to find out. Um, if uh, ESPN Plus, if you can, you know, kind of watch games, uh, kind of like a, or not really have them recorded, but what you can do with a league pass is, you know, uh, uh, start from hit that button that says start from the beginning. So I wonder if I can do the same thing with the Oilers. Um, it'll make for a late, late night for me watching these games, but I do want to watch more games so I have a better understanding of what's going on. I was able to, you know, all day Sunday. Um, it was, you know, football for everybody else, but it was basketball for me. I watched the Suns. I watched uh, Arizona State um, beat Stanford, and, uh, um, you know, it was it was good. It was a good day for me. Uh, so um, that that was that. But that's everything I have. Um, I, as always, appreciate you guys uh, listening, and, and um, I'll, I'll um, catch you again uh, tomorrow. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, 
hopefully we'll get it out sooner i like i said just really really exhausted so i appreciate you bearing with me on all that um breaking news uh spain eliminated from world cup that just popped up on my screen so um uh so that just happened um and of course unfortunate for uh, usmnt uh which i've uh, mentioned earlier i think i did but they 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 were eliminated by uh uh, by the Netherlands, by the Dutch. So there's that. But uh, anyway, um, big sky sports talk at gmail.com. Um, you can, uh, uh, you know, email me there and you, know, you have anything on your mind, questions, comments, concerns, suggestions. Um, I'm welcome, welcome to them. Um, Facebook and Instagram at big sky sports talk. Uh, and, uh, uh I'll fill you in and, and on anything that happens as far as uh, officiating. Uh, that 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 I'm pretty excited about to kind of add that to the podcast. Even you know for teams that I, I of course I don't expect me to officiate for any teams that I cover anytime soon or uh, maybe one day. I, I almost said not at all, but you know I, I guess that's just the confidence in me. I don't know, um, and I should have more confidence in myself. Um, but uh, you know. And in my travels or, you know, around the state of Montana, I'm I'm looking forward to adding that to the show. But as far as uh, finding the show and listening to us, Spotify, Apple, Google, Audible, Amazon um, uh, Music, um, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. We're just about everywhere you are. So uh, hit that bell notification um, so you never miss an episode. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors, uh, your enemies, um, and, and everybody uh, about the show. And, and uh, um, let's let's grow this thing. I appreciate it as always. Thank you. <laughs>